Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. This is Dr. Angela Loria. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys, we talk to an author about their experience writing, publishing, and promoting their first book. Today, we're talking to author Neil Witten. Neil is a life balance coach, a project management consultant, and most importantly for our discussion today, he is the author of a really interesting book. It's called The Gift of Wisdom, Lessons for a Lifetime. Neil, thanks so much for being with us today. Tell us about your book. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. The book is about, here's what I did. I interviewed 25 senior Americans from across the U.S. that represent roughly the demographics of America. And it's my view that we don't um, acknowledge and treasure the wisdom of our elders as much as we should. So my job that uh, I went after was, was to do my very best to capture that wisdom and put it in a book for the rest of us. That's fantastic. So you actually interviewed um, you actually interviewed 25 people for this book. Can you tell us about that process? How did you how did you find these people to interview and and how did the interviews go? Were they in person over the phone? Kind of walk us through that part of the process. Okay. Well, first of all, I did not know most of the people when I started. So I went to the US Census Department and um, if I'm going to interview 25 people, I knew each person had to represent roughly 4% of the U.S. population. And therefore, I could figure out um, the uh, ethnic, uh, the race, the religion, that sort of thing, the spread. And I wanted to be from across the U.S. So obviously, I'd want somebody from New York and California and Texas as being major states. And I put together 25 base questions for these people, very personal questions about life, about relationships, about if you could live your life over, what would you do different, caregiving, hardships, you name it. And um, how I met them is uh, I know them all within three degrees of separation. So when I was doing a gig as a project management consultant, uh, I might run into somebody and have a discussion, and they know somebody who might be really great for the book. And one thing led to the other. Now, as far as uh, interviewing them in person or not, I interviewed about half of them in person, and it got very expensive, and the rest I did over the telephone. And I recorded um, everything they said to me, hours of conversation. I would ask them those 25 base questions. They had them ahead of time where they could study them. And depending on their answers, I went off in different directions. So each person ultimately was asked literally hundreds of questions. Wow. How did you come up with the questions? Um, Well, you know what? They're really just about life. Um, They're kind of questions that I'm interested in myself. Mm. You know, like like, um, uh, what's the philosophies that drove you throughout your life? Uh, Let's talk about family, Uh, spirituality. I put that in there, education, health, finances, vocation, stress. I mean, it covers a wide gamut. It covers life, period. So for you, why, I know you talked about the fact that you think that we, as a culture, maybe don't value the wisdom that seniors have as much, but why a book? I mean, there's lots of opinions people have that they don't go around writing books about. Why and how did you decide to to become an author and to turn this into a book? 
A book because it was more permanent. Uh, it was something that people could walk away with and reference over and over again. For example, something I did not expect to be, the book to be used for, but I've had hundreds of people come back to me and tell me they do this. They will reserve time um, a certain night or nights a week and sit down with their children and actually go through passages in the book because they're all about life lessons. They're about uh, The book is... It's it's a good it's a positive uh, good feeling kind of book. It's not a book that uh, is controversial. It's it's intended for us to be united as Americans, not divided. It's not political based. So um, writing a book to me was something people could touch and put on their nightstand and refer to it when they they needed some comfort. Okay, let me ask that question from this angle, too, because that was a great answer. But what I want to know is, like, there, there is – writing a book is a big accomplishment, and it's a big undertaking. And then when you add to that, it, doing 25 extremely detailed interviews that are almost like ethnographies. I mean, this is almost an academic project at this point. Why um, – why or how for you? Well, what was happening for you that you wanted to make this a book? Was this something that was important for you to leave as as a legacy? Is this related to the consulting work you do? Like, why 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 make this investment? Okay, let me see if I can say that in in a few words. <clears throat> I'm in the project management profession, and um, I have written books, business technical books related to software development, IT, project management, that sort of thing. I love the craft. I love the field. I travel an awful lot doing this. Um, however, I have, there's a side of me, and, and I have a degree in electrical engineering, uh, but there's a side of me that is really people-oriented. I love people. I believe in people. And I want, as I age, as I get older, and by the way, I'll just tell you, I'm 67 years old, and I don't feel it. I feel a lot younger, but nevertheless, I want to be, the older that I get, I want to be able to walk into a room with people that came to hear me help them and get instant credibility. And the older I get, the more credibility I get talking about things related to life and life balance. So this book mm-hmm. is a potential transition for me uh, as, I, as I, at some point, transition my career from the more technical arena to the life balance type arena. So that was a big motivator for me. Love that answer. Love that answer. And I and I love too how this is so different from what you do in your day job. And what a great experience, even if it's not related to any sort of career transition, what what a great experience to be able to connect with these not just the twenty five seniors that you interviewed but your two or three degrees of separation. I'm sure you had some interesting experiences actually connecting with the people you wanted to connect with, right? Yes, I will tell you, Angela, I fell in love with every single one of these people. Uh, they let me in their homes. They let me in their hearts. I asked them, as I said, very personal questions, and they didn't hold back. They probably were hesitant in the very beginning. I mean, one guy I interviewed in his basement in a town that I don't even remember out in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. And he was somebody that somebody I know pointed me to, and he didn't know me from Adam other than we both had this one individual in common. But it was um, these people were just great. You know, when people open up to you, the, one guy I interviewed in a hotel in Orlando, 
the first interview was three hours. He was 80 years old. He went back to his wife that evening, and he said, you know, honey, he said, I had more fun today than I've had in years because somebody actually gave a uh, – actually cared about what I think. Mm. Because here's a guy who's who's 80. He's got three children, a whole bunch of grandchildren, a whole bunch of great-grandchildren, and they view that he is irrelevant at his age. But this guy is very bright. He has a lot to offer, and he made a lot of great contributions. That's that's awesome. So I usually ask this near the end of the interview, but I'm really curious with your experience. Can you give us some kind of before and after scenarios, before you became an author, before you wrote this book and after? What are some of the best things to come out of having written your book or some of the experiences that you think wouldn't have happened if you didn't write this book? All right, well, let me let me first say this isn't my first book, but this is my first self-published ah. book. And okay, the other books great. that I've written are more technical in business, and this is more of a, a self-help type of book. Um, but But this book is my favorite book. Of the seven books that I've written, this is my favorite book, the only one I've self-published, and it gives me a different sense of gratitude because, again, as I say, it's all about life. All of us are experts in life. We might be struggling, but we have great advice to give other people. We may not take it well for ourselves, but we're all experts. And when I walk into I, – I just gave a uh, seminar on this uh, uh, just last week, and there were 50 people in the room, and everybody gets a copy of the book, and it's a four-hour seminar. And I will tell mm-hmm. you, people, people tear up uh, when I talk about uh, the advice that was given to us by these 25 people. What do you do when you've lost a loved one? or you run into a hardship, you discovered you have cancer, or you just lost your job, or you lost your house, and so forth. I mean, these people feel like uh, the people who, who either purchase the book or go to the seminar, they feel like they've been helped by somebody they don't personally know, but now they feel they actually know them. And I have a one-page bio in the back of the book of each of these individuals. Wow. So tell us more about that workshop. Was that something you were teaching before you wrote the book? or is... No. Okay, so no. let's talk about that because there are things that come out of writing a book that you may or may not have planned. I don't know if you plan to do workshops around the book, um, but how do you think having a book has, has influenced those book workshops in terms of you know, helping, uh, helping you fill the room or providing content that you use or credibility? How does the book help with that effort? You know, it helps an awful lot because um, when I wrote this book, I didn't expect to get rich off of it. It's definitely not a bestseller. Uh, we could talk about sales if you'd like to, but um, I wrote it to help other people. And when I see people walk into a room and I see that they get help from this, oh, but, but as far as the workshop goes, I was hoping I could develop a workshop from it. Once the book was done, um, I, I did put together, as you can see, a workshop and tried to figure out should it be uh, you know four hours or one day or two days or whatever. And I've settled on a four hours seems to be about the best. But when you want, but when you have a book, it's a calling card. And my intent in writing the book was to be able to go into a company and give them a relatively inexpensive seminar that they can give to all their employees to help them improve their life balance. So that's the track that I'm trying to make unfold. Done a reasonably good job with it so far. I'm not ready to give up my day job, so to speak, but I have given about probably about 30 or 40 of these seminars so far since the book's been written. 
That's amazing. So people can find out about this, by the way, if they go to thegiftofwisdom.com. If you click on the seminar link, you can actually read about this. And if people are interested in doing one of these seminars, they can actually coordinate with you to, to help kind of co-host one. Is that how it works? That is how it works. And I actually charge less than I do in my normal day job because I'm more interested in getting it into America and helping people. The pay job is paying the bills, but this is uh, it's more fun if I can put it that way. Labor of love. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about book sales. So one of the things a lot of people don't realize is direct sales of your book is really only a percentage of the revenue that comes out of the book. There might be a value to, let's say, workshops or seminars like the ones you're doing, um, there may be coaching or consulting work that comes out of your book. And then there's also the value of of the of the media, of the brand building, of um, the credibility that you get for having your book. So let's let's talk about book sales. How is selling your book working or not working? What's working best? What have you learned? And if you were giving your your younger self-advice, if you were giving yourself advice before you wrote the book, what would you tell that person about sales? Okay. Um, well, let me tell you what I did. Uh, the first, uh, I've only uh, ordered the book once from the printer so far, and I ordered 5,000 copies. And that shows how optimistic I am as an author. Every author's this way. They just know their book's mm-hmm. going to do really well. But I, uh, I ordered that many so I could get a very low price on it. The book sells for 19.95. It's 480 pages. I didn't want the book to be expensive. I wanted it to be within reach of people, and so um, sales through the seminar. When you get when you come to the seminar, it, it then when you purchase getting in the seminar, it includes the price of the book. And I've sold around 2,000 books that way. But uh, I've only sold um, less than a thousand books through Amazon through uh, Kindle and, and uh, other online um, e-books and through my website. So less, less than 1,000 books, and that's in about a three-year period. So mm-hmm. I would say that's pretty bad. Which is actually pretty good, to tell you the truth. Well, that's what most books will sell in their lifetime. I think you should be proud of yourself for that. That's an accomplishment. Well, thank you, but by now I was hoping I was reordering several times. But again, yeah. you know, I'm optimistic as almost all of the people who listen to you right now, they're hopeful just knowing that their book is going to hit the sweet spot. By the way, I just knew when I wrote the book, somebody buys it, and they'll turn around and tell two of their friends, and each of them will buy it. And those people will tell two of their friends, and they'll buy it. I know people listening to this are saying, yep, yep, that's how I felt. And it didn't work that way. It didn't. It didn't keep going. It's so easy. So, uh, what so I would have done. So, what's the advice if, you would give your younger self? Is it order fewer I, copies, or is there something more you'd say? I, no, I wouldn't have ordered fewer copies because I got really good price on it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell these copies eventually. It may be another year or two before I sell the remaining two thousand. But I, but I'll sell them. I don't have any great advice. Uh, Angela, um, I have tried so many things that I would swear to you were creative. Like on my website, you can uh, you can sell the book, and I give you a percentage of it by me bringing people to the website with a code. Uh, I've done a number of things that I thought were creative, and you know, special book sales, um, and going to magazines and whatever. I just haven't hit the sweet spot. 
if I mm. if I had to do over again, I don't I still don't know how I'd do this, but I I wish I had had an agent, somebody who already had it in. I don't want somebody just telling me, well, go put this press release out and do that, do this. I want somebody to do it for me. I want to pay them based on the sales and the success of the sales rather than I just give them a lump sum and they walk away. But I just am not good at selling. I'm good in my classes and speaking and articulating what things are about, but when it comes to publishing books and marketing, I'm just not very good at that. And what are the things that? What are some of the things you have done um, from a marketing perspective? What are, obviously you're doing this interview, so I'm going to guess you've done a bit of, of PR and media. What are some of? And and I love the idea of selling the book as part of your seminar. That's a fantastically creative idea. What are some of the other things you've done that either have worked or have totally bombed that you would tell people don't try that? That's a waste of time. Well, things that have worked, they're not great things, but I have a newsletter that goes out to several thousand people, and I have promoted the book in the newsletter. It's not a life balance newsletter, but I've thrown the book in there, and I've gotten a fair number of sales from that. If if I weren't in any other business, I would, and I do have a website dedicated just to the book, but um, I would And we did create, mention that. It's thegiftofwisdom.com if you want to see that site. Thank you. Uh, but but I would um, I would uh, get people to um, and I'm losing my I'm losing my train of thought. I apologize for that. I'm and, sorry uh, I interrupted you with your website, but uh, no, you were, yeah, I'm just I'm we just so honored about to be talking. Things that worked, and you said uh, you said a newsletter worked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I I would yeah. create a newsletter for just the book. I haven't done that yet. I don't feel like I've had the time to do that because that's a big commitment. But I do think that would help. I have tried Facebook. That hasn't worked really well for me. I've tried Twitter. That hasn't worked really well. Um, again, uh, you know, friends help. But that newsletter that I have that is several thousand people, that has helped a lot because they're spread all over the world. And because the book is now available um, through uh, an e-book, uh, it's only $2.99. People can buy it around the world. I get a lot of great feedback on the book. But here again, I haven't had it mentioned in a major magazine. It hasn't been mentioned in a major newspaper. It's been in newspapers, but not a major one. It hasn't been on a, um, in a major venue for people to hear about it. And by the way, I would tell you that I think if people knew about it, they would buy it. But you know most mm. authors would say that. So I'm no different than most authors. So I think it's... <laughs> You're very <I> would, realistic. <laughs> well, I guess that I am. I, I would actually, and this is not something I would say a year ago, but I would be interested if a, a publisher approached me and said, you know, Neil, we'd like to publish that book ourselves would you be willing to give us the ability to do that even though your cut won't be the same? And I'd probably say yes, if that would make a difference to getting it out there and helping more people. I would actually do mm. that. But I didn't want to do that mm. in the beginning because I don't want to give up the the, uh, the monies that I make from it and the freedom that I have to make choices with it. Right. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. So what are some of the reasons? Because you decided to self-publish. And you obviously, with your, um, uh, I was going to say professional, but what would you call it, your, your more technical books, 
you've worked with a publisher. So why did you decide to self-publish? What were, what were some of your pros and cons there to make that decision? Okay, here's what happened. Um, a publisher of two of my books knew that I was writing this book, and they were not really interested in this subject, but they had uh, contacts with agents. And so they sent uh, a manuscript to two of those agents and asked if they'd have an interest. And the, both those agents said, no, we wouldn't have an interest. This would have been a great book had it been published five years earlier. But nowadays, hmm. people are not interested in that kind of book and blah, 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 blah. And when I got that back, that feedback, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to go there because the first I, – I published – I had a book published that the first 23 – uh, publishers I went to uh, rejected it. And mm-hmm. when I heard these two agents rejecting it right out of the box, I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to go down that path. I'm just going to publish it myself. This is the Internet age. Anybody can do it. It's not necessarily easy, but that's what I'm going to do. So that was mm-hmm. a motivator immediately for me to just take control and do it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, the publisher, uh, what's nice about publishing your own book, you can do it any way you want, and the publisher, uh, the, uh, the publisher of the of two books that I had published, uh, they were willing. I asked them if they'd be interested in doing this. They were willing to quote go through all the publishing uh, work for me. I pay them for it. They don't want any part of the book, but but I already knew they were a quality publisher, and that's what I did. So it's a little different than what a lot of people listening have done. Um, but I wrote the whole book. They edited it. Uh, you know, I came up with the cover of it, uh, but they have printers, uh, and I'm using their printer. And, and by the way, they so gave me advice. So who was the vendor? I'll say that again. Who was the vendor, if people want to uh, look it up? The publisher. The uh, yeah. publisher's na- name is uh, Management Concept Press. Now, I didn't mm-hmm. ask them if it's okay that I mentioned that they did this, but uh, I don't think well, they Well, you're they saying don't. nice things, so I guess they won't mind. <laughs> oh, they're great people. But but I'll tell you, for example, they suggested that uh, a chapter be dedicated to each person. And I, mm-hmm. and I declined to do that. If they were really publishing the book themselves, that's probably what we'd have to do. But I did instead. Each chapter is based on a different question that I asked. And then mm-hmm. people have told me it's a lot easier to read. Each passage is about a paragraph or two. And there's over 1,000 passages in the book. As I said, it's 480 pages. Angela, I actually took out 200 pages of this book. And as an author, you know it's hard to take out anything. I had so much material. I I did not want a book that was over 500 pages large. And as I say, I only sell for 19.95, so I didn't want to be greedy. I didn't want to. It wasn't about the money. It was about helping people. But of course, obviously, I don't mind paying my bills with it. So um, it was a great experience, but I like being in control. I just wish I had a better marketing arm. Mm, Yes. And have you uh, taken any classes or hired any um, professionals in the the book marketing PR realm, anything that you would either recommend people, you know, avoid or head towards? Well, I have talked to a number of people, didn't give any money to anybody because I just wasn't convinced they were going to do me a whole lot of good. I have a hard time parting with my money 
when I'm not yeah, sure what he's I'm like, doing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, and I'm not sure what is going to come out of it. I mean, for example, I got advice, well, you've got to be on Facebook, you've got to be on Twitter. Well, that's one thing to say that, but I don't believe that works for a lot of people. It may work for somebody like you, uh, uh, Angela, because you're already reasonably popular or famous, and uh, if you've already got a best-selling book out there, that sort of thing. But if you're a relatively unknown name, I haven't gotten any traction out of it. So hmm. I just am not, I'm just not willing to give my money to somebody else unless they're willing to say, well, I'll tell you what, Neil, I believe in what I do so much, you give me a percentage of your sales. And then I would say, let's do it. Now you're motivated. Right. Let's do it. But nobody's been willing right. to do that. And so in terms of your distribution, I know that you bought print copies from your from your publisher, but mm-hmm. how uh, I know your book is available on Amazon. How mm-hmm. have you managed getting it on Amazon? Does somebody does somebody manage that relationship for you? No, I did do that all my my wife and I did that. Um, she did a lot of that work. I did a little bit of the work. But to get the ebook on Barnes and Noble and the Kindle and the Amazon and so forth, I did all that myself, and and it wasn't real hard. I know that your listeners who have done that know that it's not real hard. It's a little tedious at times, but it's not a big deal. Got it. And uh, and so for you, would you if you were giving to somebody and and you've probably um, you know run into this? I know this happens a lot for authors that you know, barbecues or or networking events where people say, oh, you wrote a book, I've always wanted to write a book. So for you, if you were giving advice to somebody who has always wanted to write a book but they haven't been able to finish, you've you've actually written, you know, seven or eight books at this point. What's the advice that you would give to people who've wanted to write a book but haven't been able to finish? Well, um, when I start something, I know I'm going to finish it. So I know that's different than some people. But people would be so proud of themselves, you know this, Angela, if they would finish something like this because I don't care what book they're writing, what the topic is, there are going to be literally hundreds if not thousands of people out there who actually will care about that book. It will help them in some way, whether whether it's a novel that they get entertainment value out of it, whether it's a self-help book that improves their life in some way. Everybody has something to say that somebody else has an interest in. And it's so important when you start something to finish it like this, and they'll be so proud of it. When that first book comes in the mail and it's and it's fully published and it's got a nice cover on it, you're just going to be so proud of what you've done. But that's just the beginning because now you're out there helping people. You're making a few bucks from it. Now, one thing that I haven't done yet that I'm thinking of doing is going to a university and, uh, mm. and just telling telling them, let's say a university's got uh, you know, 10,000 uh, students, I would like to go and talk to all the seniors. I'd give them a really special rate, probably almost free, but that would be another way to get the book out there. Um, and and the, my kind of book is something that would help people for the rest of their life. So if I can get people before they graduate from college, plant these seeds, mm-hmm. give them a copy of the book to tuck under their arm, and go on about their life, I think that might be a good way to market the book overall as well. Yeah. So so much of it for you is about the feeling and the satisfaction and really making a difference in people's lives. Was that the vision when you started and is that has that has there anything that's been different than what you expected it to be? 
you nailed it. It really is about that. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd like to make money on it, and I'd like it to be a bestseller, and I'd like to live life just a little easier. But regardless, the, my prime motivation for this book was helping other people. And and that's what this book is doing. The book is the book is called The Gift of Wisdom: Lessons for a Lifetime. It is on Amazon. It's by Neil Witten, and uh, you can learn more about Neil, his seminars, the book, all at thegiftofwisdom.com. Neil, thank you so much for being our guest today. I am honored to be your guest, and thank you for what you do for the rest of us. Terrific. Well. That was another episode of Book Journeys Radio. We are here every week. We talk to authors about their book journey. And the thing I like to share with everyone is just how unique everyone's book journey is. There is no right or wrong way to write a book. And there's no prescription for how long it takes people. For some people, uh, writing is a struggle. For some people, marketing is a struggle. There is no right or wrong answer. But when you set out to write a book that makes a difference, when you are committed to writing a book that makes a difference, there is no limit to the impact that you can have on people's lives, on the world, on your friends and family. And being able to be brave and put yourself out there and and to take the risks that every published author has had to take to say, in writing, these are my words, this is my message, and, and be prepared for whatever reaction that brings. That courage pays off. I think Neil's story today was a, was a great example of that. I encourage you to pick up his book. Um, and as always, we will be back here on Book Journeys Radio next Thursday at 3, Changing the World, one book at a time. Begin the rest is still unwritten.